The content provided in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as financial advice. We are not making recommendations, nor are we providing financial analysis of any kind. We are self-proclaimed morons and should not be trusted with your investments. Always conduct your own research and consult with a qualified financial advisor before making any investment decisions. Welcome to the show where the game is on. Chris Cobb now and George Howell are going strong. Sack Ellis, we're in it to win it every day. We're going to keep you informed so you don't miss a play. Hello, welcome back. How's everything going? Oh, how's it going, everybody? Uh, I am Chris Carbonara, live from Wallingford, Pennsylvania. I'm George Howell from Chocolate Town, USA. Still not used to that new theme song. It's, it's a little jarring, but I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I think it's hilarious, too. Yeah, so what's new in your life? What's that? I said, what's new in your life? Oh, uh, you know what? Just um, still recovering from the holidays. Everything's starting to calm down and go back into a normal flow. We had a couple big snowstorms last week. So it was all from work Friday. But then Saturday I went to see, um, it was a limited edition. Queen uh, Live in Montreal was being shown across the country in IMAX theaters. So, you know, I, I've, I own the concert. I've seen that video, well, Blu-ray now. Um, probably 30, 40, 50 times. I don't know. But seeing it in IMAX was really amazing. It was, it was so big and so expansive that when there was a full shot of the stage, you could actually look left and right and see like the state, you know what I mean? Like look low left, there's John Deacon. Oh, look to the right. Oh, there's Brian May, you know, nice. and there were some points where, and I've had the video, like I said, I've watched it dozens of times, but there were some points cause it was so big where you could see Roger, the drummer, Roger Taylor, my my hero, actually like leaning over and talking to his roadie, who uh, Crystal <laughs> Taylor, who I'm actually friends with on Facebook. You see him like this, and he's like, "Oh yeah, like going back like that." Like probably telling him, "Oh yeah, could you move the monitor? Could you fix this?" Or you know, there's little things like that you don't get, and then, and you see that it's just kind of cool. Nice. Plus, it was just the sound was just amazing, and the most important thing was it was the theater that served alcohol, so that was good. Yeah, that always helps. I. Uh... Have not been to many of those uh, in no. in central Pennsylvania. They don't have many. When I lived in um, in Woodbridge, Virginia, they had alcohol around there because you have to be drunk to live out around the D.C. area. But uh, <laughs> what's but going yeah, on with you? That, uh, yeah, I am getting a cold, and it is not fun um, trying to do podcasts while while sick. But we're gonna we're gonna make it. We'll do it. I'll I'll pick up the slack. <laughs> all right uh i guess if pleasantries are over then we will get on with the show uplifting indie I like to let the music play out a little bit <laughs> Like we're going to move on to some stock news. European leaders are expressing deep concern over the possibility of a Donald Trump winning a second term as president of the United States. Ian Bremmer, president of Eurasia Group, reports from the World Economic Forum in Davos that his concern stems from fears that Trump would not support Ukraine against Russia, potentially leading to significant geopolitical shifts and strains within NATO and the EU. 
Additionally, there are broader worries about the impact of a Trump presidency on global diplomacy and America's international standing. Second burst, same as the first. In 2023, Apple Inc. became the largest smartphone vendor by shipments for the first time, surpassing Samsung. Apple shipped 204.6 million devices, marking a 3.7% year-over-year growth and becoming the only top phone maker to increase shipments in a declining overall market. Despite investor concerns about competition in China, Apple's premium device focuses on... Uh, aggressive marketing strategies like trade-in offers and financing plans have strengthened its market position. I'm surprised by that. I I thought they already were the largest smartphone vendor. It's funny because people have thought that for a good decade, and they are not. Wow! But I in America, so. they've got a pretty good stranglehold, but worldwide, Android definitely dominates. Really? Oh, see, that's there you go. Me American thinking it's only us, but uh, <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Berkshire Hathaway has acquired the remaining 20% stake in Pilot Travel Centers from the Haslam family, now owning the entire company. The agreement for Berkshire to take full control of Pilot Travel Centers, which operates numerous travel centers in the U.S. and Canada, was part of an initial deal made back in 2017. The recent transaction followed a lawsuit settlement regarding the valuation of the remaining stake, with the final sales term undisclosed. Boy, they're just buying up everybody, aren't they? Everybody, it, it, every day there's a new, new uh, thing down, coming down the line about who they're buying or what percentage mm-hmm. they're buying. You would have thought that uh, the loss of Charlie Munger would have slowed things down, but not my at all. My $5 is going to be five fifty in no time. <laughs> bank of America is contemplating a scenario where no G10 central bank cuts interest rates in 2024 considering it a possibility due to ongoing high inflation and strong economic growth. This view is supported by recent statements from central bank policymakers in the U.S. and Europe, suggesting a cautious approach to rate cuts. Markets, however, are currently experiencing multiple rate cuts from major central banks, including the Federal Reserve and European Central Bank, but these expectations may need to be adjusted in light of persistent inflation inflationary pressures and resilient economies so basically is what we've been saying for the last year (laughs) (laughs) up down up down (laughs) exactly i mean (laughs) the economy's uh peaks and and valleys are as labored as my breathing right now well but it also seems like it's 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 over over adjusting like oh now we got to pull them back now we got to raise them now we got to lower them now we got to raise them with everyone throwing everything they have and then taking it all away as much right. as they do, it helps right. the swing. Man, you ain't kidding. OpenAI, open AI, known for developing chat GPT, is collaborating with the U.S. Department of Defense on cybersecurity products, including open source cybersecurity software. This marks a significant shift from OpenAI's previous stance of not engaging in military-related AI applications. The company has updated its policies to allow such collaborations while maintaining a ban on using its technology for developing weapons or causing harm. The partnership involves working with DARPA on AI challenges to improve cybersecurity defenses and infrastructure protection. Microsoft is good at making Microsoft stock go up. 
Yeah, really. The U.S. has been achieving record high oil production with fewer drilling rigs thanks to advancements in drilling and fracking technology, as well as strategic investments and favorable, favorable government policies. This surge in efficiency is partly attributed to longer horizontal drilling and increased oil output per rig. However, there are signs that production growth may slow down due to maturing fields, potential cost inflation, and a decrease in oil field service spare capacity. I understand maybe half of that. But oil just surged, didn't it? Um, globally. So it's Yeah, like, and then and then the Saudis cut the price again, and then I don't know. It, and then the issues going the same on. Same thing over and over again. We're we're yeah. pumping too much, scale back, raise prices. Oh, the price is going too low. Let's I mean, lower production. Too low, but shareholders will. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oil costs too much, and people aren't using it. We better start making more. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Right. <laughs> Amazon is partnering with Diamond Sports, currently under Chapter Eleven bankruptcy, by making a minority investment and integrating Diamond Sports content into its Prime Video service. This collaboration aims to stabilize Diamond Sports, allowing it to continue operations and manage its significant debt. The agreement involves complex negotiations, including setting litigation with Sinclair, Sinclair Broadcast Group and marks a significant move in the distribution of regional sports networks amidst changing viewer habits and industry dynamics. I really hope this ends baseball blackouts because it is ridiculous that I live in a Pirates and Phillies market and I cannot get Pirates games at all and I can only get Phillies if I subscribe to certain channels. Yeah, that's a big surprise, because when have the Pirates been competitive in the last 20, 30 years? I want to say off the top of my head, maybe 2015, 2016. They were, okay. they were really fun to watch then, and then uh, the owner decided to get that was a one too much. season. Sorry, say again? I said, wasn't that a one-off season? Because they, they have been, typically haven't been good. A, a good year, year or two where, yeah, the owner... Yeah. The owner couldn't figure out how to cut the last uh, last of the money that was left on the field and then figured out a way to, to make them suck even more. So, yeah. It was... <laughs> like the movie Major League, right? So, uh, if you... Pretty much. So, you live... I mean, Hershey's not that far from Philly, in theory. I mean, the grand scope An hour of and a half, yeah. And you still have to... You don't get every Phillies game. No. No, only if I buy certain cable packages or whatever. And they're a contending team. They're usually, I mean, either in the World Series or in the playoffs, you know. So, yeah, usually. Hmm. Yeah. And it it's stupid because I pay for MLB. Like, I, you know, right. we, we pay for the whole package. Right. So, we you know, I shouldn't games. have to look for local channels if I'm paying for all of it. Yeah, exactly. Jamie Dimon, CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, remains dismissive of Bitcoin even after the de debut of several Bitcoin ETFs by major financial firms. He emphasizes his lack of interest in the cryptocurrency, differentiating it from blockchain technology, which he acknowledges as potentially valuable. Dimon has a history of criticizing Bitcoin, having previously labeled it as a fraudulent and worthless he advises against involvement in Bitcoin, although he respects personal choice in the matter. <laughs> he respects personal choice in the matter, but he's that uh, Jamie Dimon. It, it, it's really funny. 
I've barely heard of this guy. And in the past week, he has an opinion on everything. Oh, you barely heard of him? Really? I think yeah, Matthew I, I Modine played him in, uh, in uh, Too Big to Fail. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Maybe yeah, I just yeah. hadn't been paying attention before. Too. Yeah, Jamie Dine's been around a long time. He's no, he's, he's no dumb dumb, that's for sure. I mean, we all think the same thing about Bitcoin, but what do we know? But, we uh, do, yeah. Uh, Technology, good. Uh, cryptocurrency, vaporware. <laughs> yeah. uh, don't understand, but exactly right, right. Castle Ridge asset. Oh, sorry. Let me try that one over again. Redo. <laughs> Castle Ridge Asset Management, a small hedge fund in Toronto, is exploring the potential of artificial intelligence to enhance market performance through its supercomputer, Wallace. Wallace operates by simulating thousands of investment portfolios daily refining strategies through an evolutionary process akin to selective breeding. Since its inception in 2017, Castle Ridge has seen modest success outperforming the S&P 500 slightly and aims to continuously adapt to market changes using Wallace's advanced AI capabilities. The second I got ChatGPT, that was the first thing I tried to do with it. And it was walled off and wouldn't let me do it. Really? Yeah, not... Not a very original idea, but I'm I'm very excited to see what comes out of it. <laughs> hey, you know what's the worst that can happen? It could be like us. <laughs> right. City analyst Atif Malik has shifted Marvell Technology Inc. to the top position in specialty chip stocks, surpassing NVIDIA. Marvell's prospects are buoyed by its involvement in the artificial intelligence sector and expected growth in AI optics alongside potential sales and custom application-specific integrated circuits for AI. Additionally, a recovery in non-cloud markets, particularly in enterprise networking, is anticipated, which could further bolster Marvell's performance. Malik maintains a buy rating on Marvell, highlighting its promising setup for 2024 and its potential benefit from broader market trends. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> we've uh, we've had Marvell come up in our uh, our our game for the uh, round or the uh, man. My brain is shot. Yes, the video stock reached an all time high. Oh, here we go. Got me off again. Okay. NVIDIA's stock reached an all-time high driven by the ongoing AI boom with its share price jumping to 584.87. This surge is further bolstered by Meta's announcement to use NVIDIA chips for AI projects, emphasizing NVIDIA's dominance in AI chip development. Despite competition from AMD, hmm, Intel, and hyperscalers like Microsoft, Google, and Amazon developing their own AI accelerators, NVIDIA maintains a leading position in the market with both hardware and software offerings. So basically invest in all of them. Because <laughs> pretty much, yeah, invest in all of them. Uh, you will either prove your loyalty to the future robot overlords or mm-hmm. uh, get rich or go bust. I don't know, but if you go bust, the robots could save you, you know, they could help you out, you know, maybe. Sunoco LP and New Star Energy LP have announced an all-stock merger valued at approximately $7.3 billion, including debt. The agreement specifies that New Star Common unit holders will receive 
Sudoku shares for each unit they own, representing a 24% premium based on recent average prices. The deal, which is expected to close in the second quarter, aims to boost distributable, distributable cash flow and generate significant synergies with New Star stock rising 22% following the announcement. I hear they're going to change their name to uh, Molen Springs. Is that true? Oh, this guy's got jokes. <laughs> well, first thing I thought of was stock swap when he said all stock merger, stock swap popped oh, in my yeah. head. And it was just a, you know, kind of a domino effect until I got to that. That That's what we should have started is like instead of stock gamblers, we should have started a uh, stock, stock swap show. It could have been like modeled off of agricultural farming equipment swaps that from like the 1950s. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> Divorcing in couples, Pennsylvania, by we're offering four shares of Sunoco for three shares of Hershey's. <laughs> who's who's up? Who's into it? All right, let's get into our favorite topic: divorcing couples. Divorcing couples are facing challenges when retaining low mortgage rates from the pandemic era. When the when dividing their homes, some couples are exploring unconventional methods like co-owning the property or staying in the same house for a specific period to maintain their advantageous mortgage rates. These scenarios are increasingly becoming points of negotiation in divorces, prompting creative solutions to avoid financial strain due to higher current rates. You, you could kind of see it heading in that direction. Um, I'd say the last 10 years or so, maybe maybe longer, maybe 15 years, people have been holding off on divorces or, or <laughs> slow walking, seriously, slow walking their divorces because of not being able to sell that, like when the market, when the housing market crashed and everything like that, like yep. people were actually living together and hating each other rather than sell their houses at a loss, obviously. So this is just seems to be like a continuation of that. Marriages, exactly. who needs them? Hey, I lucked out <laughs> and you did too. So <laughs> I did, but yeah. Have you ever, they wouldn't ever... figure they wouldn't figure out that. Yeah, it's like, have you ever had a relationship that you you liked so much you wanted to get the government involved, and then <laughs> on the way out you get the bank involved? <laughs> <laughs> That's love. <laughs> it really is. The Dow Jones Industrial Average closed above thirty eight thousand for the first time, while the S and P five hundred also hit a new record, reflecting opt- optimism in the stock market. Despite these record highs, some investors remain cautious, pointing to potentially ambitious earnings forecasts and the uncertainty of rate cuts by central banks. Earnings season is in full swing, with major companies like IBM, Netflix, and Tesla set to report, which could influence market directions further. Sorry for the horrible job reading. I am under the weather. That's okay. Netflix had their earnings today, I believe. Um... I haven't updated it, but I think it was around four o'clock today. They were supposed to have their meeting. Yeah, I thought I saw that. Did you see how they did? No, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, it's only my job, right? <laughs> that is one company that I do not understand how they are still in the position they're in. No, because no. I, I had a very small amount of Netflix. I had a fractional share for. I don't know, $50, $75, maybe $100, mm-hmm. I don't know. But, yeah, I have something less than that, yeah. Um, and the second that Disney announced that they were starting Disney+, Plus, they sold it, 
and it was right before Netflix dropped because of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, might have been a bad decision because turns out Disney isn't doing so good. And neither are the other streaming services. Netflix is killing it. Yeah, yeah. It's I. I don't know. Is it visit it the original programming so much as because they do have a lot of like really good. They got their claws in a lot of good. Um, like even if you go stand up, they have certain contracts with with like Jim Gaffigan, uh, Jim Jeffries. Um, who's the guy without the shirt? I don't know. There's like tons of videos oh. that are dropping almost daily. Stand up videos. I mean, stand up's almost making a comeback like it did in the '80s. But um, yeah, I, I'm yeah, noticing I don't that know they have a it... lot. Of... Good. No, I was gonna say I don't know if it's because of the original content or not, but that was. That was part of the reason why I got rid of it because I saw how much they were spending on original content, which was billions of dollars a year. And yeah. so there's no way that's sustainable. But they're getting big names too, though. I mean, now, again, I don't know how it all works, even though we were kind of in the TV industry, but it seems like there's just so many shows being made. And I guess people are just shopping them and shopping them and shopping them. And all the streaming companies are kind of vying for them. I mean, we just put money together and make our own show, right? And then try to sell it. We should sell stock gamblers. We'll give oh, them Netflix that's exclusives. That's like knock stuff over. Oh, good idea. <laughs> so what do we have coming up next? I don't know if I have a theme song for this. Uh, I think you do. I have a theme song? Well, let's see what I got here. We're super polished and ready for Netflix. Oh, yeah. Well, looks like my sound pads are not working. All right. No theme music. We're going to go with Moron of the Week. Okay. Did you check your volume knob? Yeah, I played with it, too. Yep. I'm playing with some kind of a knob. I don't know if it's my volume knob, but anyway. Oh, Hello, the Mobile Corporation, Exxon Mobile Corporation. This is a great one. They filed a lawsuit against climate activist investors from the U.S. and the Netherlands aiming to prevent their proposed greenhouse gas emission cuts from being included in the ballot at the company's annual shareholder meetings. This Texas-based oil giant argues that a judgment in its favor would tighten the Securities and Exchange Commission's rules for including proposals on proxy ballots in corporate America. Exxon contends that these activists have become shareholders solely to diminish the company's existing businesses through shareholder proposals, and that the current shareholder proposal and proxy voting process is flawed and open to abuse. This move by Exxon represents an unusual legal challenge against climate activists who use shareholder voting to influence corporate strategy and comes as the U.S. Supreme Court questions the Chevron Doctrine, which grants federal agencies wide latitude to interpret unclear mandates from Congress. The lawsuit is seen as a significant step in the ongoing battle between oil companies and climate activists over emission reduction targets. I find that to be really interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. I also find that, uh, (coughs) pardon me, I also find it to be um, problematic. Well, I, I find it to be extremely hypocritical um, okay. that they are trying to withhold shareholders from bringing this up. When you look at the extent that ExxonMobil has gone to uh, curb. Yeah. And to bury it. 
it just yeah bury everything about their industry relating to global warming mm-hmm. uh like there's a harvard uh, gazette article on how ExxonMobil uh, had internal research from 1977 to 2003 that predicted global warming caused by carbon dioxide emissions. Uh, the company forecasts were often more accurate than those made by independent academic and, and government scientists during the same period. Uh, Harvard scientists used established IPCC statistical techniques to, ac- to assess Exxon's models and found that 63 to 83% of global warming projections were reported by Exxon scientists were consistent <laughs> with actual temperatures over time. Wow. Exxon scientists correctly dismissed the possibility of a coming ice age, uh, accurately predicted that human-caused global warming would be the first detectable around the year 2000, and reasonably estimated the impact of CO2 emissions on dangerous warming. Um also, they publicly disagreed with reports about their early knowledge on climate science and promoted doubt about climate science. So they were actively engaging in discussion to to make people think that that global warming was not human caused in any way at all. Uh, and I mean, this is all from Harvard. So mm-hmm. the fact that that information is so public and they so advertently disputed all of that to keep uh-huh. their business booming it's just crazy it, like you're you're absolutely right in, in making that the moron of the week yeah yeah i just thought i mean whenever you see an article like this or story like this the headlines always kind of point you in one direction then you read the article and you're like oh well there's other sides to this but this is pretty cut and dry um i do understand the point about uh, um using shareholder voting to influence a corporate strategy, but that should be just part of the game. I mean, right. If you're a shareholder, you have a right to voice your opinion on the company you're buying shares in. But I guess they're assuming they're saying that people are purposely buying shares or investing in companies to try to change them. Does that sound like what they're implying? Yeah, that that's a big move in activism. There, there are two ways uh, that people invest, um, for uh environmental causes and one is the obvious which is to invest in uh green technology companies right. companies that are promoting themselves or have products that are uh specifically toward um um making stuff that is environmentally friendly or right. or is a better way of doing that and a lot of the investing that you can do is on the platform called fennel which is something we should really be checking into because mm-hmm. they, they focus completely on uh environmentally or or better environmental choice companies and then the other way is that you pick a really shitty dirtball company that's ruining wrecking the planet and you put your money into it so you can vote mm. nice i never that's really playing a long game. Yeah, pretty much. Speaking of games. I want to copy the lyrics. I can I can give you those. Um, losing my home. <laughs> I uh 
not a big fan of that one, but I, I just had it on hand. Uh, so checking in from last week. Oh, yeah. We had uh, a few randomly picked companies. One of them was Best Buy. Carbo, you did not pick that one, and I did, and that is up. Broadcom is the second company. That is up a lot. I made a killing on Broadcom. MGM Resorts is up. You picked it. I did not. Hormel Foods Corporation is down. We both dodged that bullet. No spam for you. And uh, Deer and Company is up, and we both did well on that. All right. Not, not a total loss. Which brings us to Roll Them Dice, the segment where we take five randomly picked companies and on a whim we choose whether or not we are going to invest in them in our stock market game. Carbo, first up, Colgate Palmolive Company, yes or no? Palmolive, oh, you're soaking in it. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no on the Palmolive Colgate. All right, I have you as a no. That is probably a smart decision, but I am going to go against my intuition, and I'm going yes. You're doing the George Costanza school of thought. I like it. <laughs> Tuna on rye. <laughs> FedEx Corporation, Carvo. Mm, I'm going to say yeah. I use FedEx frequently, and they make a lot of stupid decisions. <laughs> but you still use them. Plus, there's the fact that um, that I said yes. <laughs> um, that Amazon dropped them for not being able to commit to delivering packages on time a few years ago. So um, I am I am sticking with no on that. Okay. Sony Group Corporation. Yes, I always like Sony. I have had many Walkmen, many disc discmen. And uh, even a mini disc player and a few PlayStations. Mm-hmm. I uh, they've go got yes that to? soft spot in my heart. I think it might be a bad choice, but I'm going yes as well. So you're following Kroger your heart company. Over your head. <laughs> um, I know the name. They own grocery stores. Is that Kroger? They do, grocery and they used to own Turkey Hill. Nah, I'd say no. I hate Turkey Hill iced tea. A lot of people say they love it. I'm a Swiss Farms guy. Gives you kidney stones. And I did. I don't know. I don't drink it anymore. <laughs> I know so many people that, like, back in the 90s, early 2000s, in this area, everyone walked around with a jug of <laughs> Turkey Hill Swiss iced Farms. tea, drinking right from the jug. Uh, I think that stopped happening once people started buying Yetis. <laughs> but, uh, um, <laughs> But uh, I, I know so many people that have gotten kidney stones from drinking that stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm going no on Kroger. I was doing a gallon every other day. So, yeah. Advanced micro devices, AMD. Oh, AMD. Um, yeah. Why not? I shouldn't have spelled it out for you that way. Uh, I could have had it and, and you would have missed it. I'm going, yes, I, I agree with the earlier story. I think AI, aside from their other chips just being pretty good value, I'm, I'm taking that. All right. 
So what do we have? Two, three S's? I got a yes, a yes, and a yes. I got three S's. I just got to remember to actually buy the stocks when we're done. It helps, yeah. It, it, it's a I did do it part week. of the game. Yeah, when you forget, you get a theme song played. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, my script is not moving. All right, why don't you, uh, why don't you panhandle for us? Ah, hey, stock gamblers. Ready to update Annie on your investing journey? I need a teleprompter. Join us on Patreon. As a patron, you will get exclusive access to bonus episodes where we dive deeper into the risky high reward world, high reward world of stock market gambling. But that's not all. You'll also be part of our close knit community where we will share extended shows and behind the scenes content. Plus, your support on Patreon helps us keep the podcast running. And the investment ideas flowing. So don't miss out. Become a stock gambler patron today. Let's ride that crazy market roller coaster together. Patreon, patreon.com backslash stock gamblers. And now we can check in on the experts under. Carbo, why don't you tell us what's going on at the Motley Fool, MotleyCruel.com. Oh, funny you should say that. Our buddies at Motley Fool have discussed a very familiar sounding place, Advanced Micro Devices AMD, which we just spoke about as a potential competitor to NVIDIA in a rapidly growing market for chips powering the AI revolution, estimated to be worth $300 billion. Now, while NVIDIA currently dominates the market, AMD's recent release of the M1300X platform for generative AI interface workloads is seen as a significant step towards capturing the market share. Major tech corporations like OpenAI, Microsoft, Meta, and Oracle have already adopted the M1300X platform, which is expected to contribute an additional $2 billion to AMD's data center revenue in 2024. The article also highlights AMD's diverse revenue streams, including data center, client gaming, and embedded, and its potential for growth as these sectors recover from a post-COVID demand. It emphasizes AMD's management team's success in turning the company around and its focus on innovation. However, also we have to acknowledge the stock's recent impressive run and the potential risks of high valuation and competition from NVIDIA. But overall, suggests that ADM could be a compelling investment for growth-focused inventors who believe in the future of AI technology. So our buddies at Motley Fool are going with AMD for their weekly pick. And so are we. And so are we. All right, moving on to Barron's. Barron's pick is BP, shifting its focus back to oil and gas exploration presents an appealing investment opportunity given its undervalued stock. The company, which had previously aimed to reduce hydrocarbon production in favor of clean energy, is now refocusing on its profitable U.S. oil and gas operations. This strategic pivot, along with high dividend yield and active share repurchase plan, makes BP stock currently trading at low earnings multiple attractive for investors seeking opportunity in traditional and energy sectors. Because why wouldn't you pick BP when they're focused again on destroying the planet? 
they refocused or they reset. Right. Doing good yeah. stuff for a while, but now we decided to go back where we were. Yeah, oil oil spills during Hurricane Katrina weren't enough. We want to yeah. this time destroy the whole thing. As they twist their villain mustache. Mm. <laughs> Tying energy to the railroad tracks. Snidely whiplash. I always feel like I need a maraca for this part. Okay, we're going to do our picks now, and I'm going to go with my first pick. I'm going to go outside of my usual comfort zone. I'm going to go with a company that I kind of stumbled on by accident, Genuine Parts, EPC. This company distributes automotive and industrial replacement parts. The last three months have seen a rise in the stock, but it is still down 12% from a year ago. The company pays a decent dividend, 2.65%, and with the um, PE under 20, currently it's 16.33, it should be a decent pick. Now, my second pick is kind of a stretch, too. Uh, it's a repeat. I've done it before, but at 1478 a share, I'm thinking that Upwork is a, a good deal right now, and it might be due for a surge. It's still down from this point last year, down around 1.86%, but it is still a relatively cheap stock. And generally, analysts are still on mostly as a buy with some recent defectors into the hold camp, but nobody is advising to sell, so let's have at it and get some Upwork. Again, you. since you're reaffirming that you like Upwork, I need to reaffirm that I hate their commercials. <laughs> well, you wouldn't be consistent if you didn't. <laughs> but you have some picks too, don't you? I'm a consistent motherfucker. <laughs> All right. For me, I am going with Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway. And this may be uh, uh, on the back of your mind as being a recent Chris Carbonara pick uh and i have said that i like this company as well and i have had stock berkshire hathaway holding over 150 billion dollars in cash doesn't necessarily indicate a belief that the stock market is overvalued the cash level in relation to the company's total assets aligned with its historical average suggesting that the increase in cash holdings is more reflective of the company's overall growth rather than a market valuation judgment. Moreover, changes in Berkshire's cash allocation have not shown a consistent inverse correlation with market trends, changing, challenging the notion that the cash reserve is a direct response to market valuation perceptions. So we had just talked about them buying out the rest of Pilot. Uh, mm -hmm. Now they're sitting on $150 billion in cash. Uh, aside from their other curated uh, fund that they have and the companies that they own, I again am seeing the great value and benefit that Berkshire has in their stock, and I'm putting my money there this week. That's awesome. Um, I have actual data that can back you up on that. Last week, I spent, I bought five dollars, and guess how much I have now? Five dollars eight cents. Five dollars and eight cents. Wow. My game made eight cents in a week. Not bad. That's uh that's a, I only what? spent twenty dollars to get make that eight cents. <laughs> that's what one point two five percent growth in a week. Not you bad. Spend money to make money, right? Yeah. <laughs> and last week I hit I picked ELF and oh, that's I right. 
<laughs> yeah. I lost a ton of money. I lost a ton of money on EOF. It was the worst time. I'm thinking about holding it for uh, for another week to see if I could rebound it, but I might I might dump that. Oh, you're chasing the dragon. <laughs> always, always chasing, chasing the, the dragon. dragon. I just need to get the even. <laughs> just one more. I just need one more. One more hit. Just got to get even. I just need one more pull on that slot. I need one more pull. All right. That is going to do it for us this week on Stock Gamblers. Thank you for joining us. Stock Gamblers is hosted, written, and produced by Chris Carbonara and George Howell. Special thanks to our patron supporters. Or, sorry, special thanks to our patrons, our <laughs> Patreon supporters like Don Riel. You make this show possible. To write us, you can email us at stockgamblersshow at gmail.com. Please write us. We're lonely. Stockgamblersshow at gmail.com. And you can find out more information about our show at stockgamblers.net, including where you can uh, where you can subscribe to our podcast, where you can provide a one-time donation. If you find value in our show, please consider joining our Patreon for just $5 a month. Just $5 a month! A cup of coffee for each of us. You can help support us and gain access to all of our bonus content, as well as test your stock skills by playing against us on our virtual stock market challenge. George will even let you kick him in the crotch for $5. So that is something that he is definitely committed to. So next week. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us and keep Keep gambling. This has been a Winning Moon production.